Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, rev our engines, or just need a bit more conversation. And on this week's episode, we discuss all things automotive with the event coordinator of Corvette Invasion, which just happens to be the largest Corvette club in the state of Texas. He's also the co-founder of Sweet Rides of Central Texas, the one, the only, Sean Jones. You can find out more about Sean and what he's doing at SweetRidesOfTexas.com and CorvetteInvasion.com. You can find out more about Garage Talk, including our very first car show, and all the stuff that we're into by finding us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're all at GT Garage Talk. Or you can head over to our website, GTGarageTalk.com, and you will have links to everything that we're into, including car news. But that's enough about us. Why don't we dive into this week's episode and welcome Sean on. Well, Sean, uh, we are incredibly grateful for having you on with us this week and uh, just to talk about some of your ventures and things that uh, you're into and started with. But first and foremost, why don't we dive in a little bit to your personal car history, high notes, low notes, uh, just a, a little bit of detail about who you are and uh, what makes up your car history. Sure. Well, so about 10 years ago, I, I turned Magic 40. I entered that midlife crisis, like a lot of people do. So I went out and I bought me a Corvette, my first Corvette, and I immediately started going to car meets and cruises and parades and et cetera, just meeting all kinds of good people. I met yeah. a good friend of mine, Jason White, He's a big Mopar guy. Uh, we can't um, all be perfect. <laughs> yeah. And this was back when uh, Facebook just started allowing people to set up those private groups. So we thought it would be fun to go in there and set up a car group and call it Sweet Rides of Central Texas. And we'd just add our car friends to it and, you know, share about what car meets are going on and who do I take my car to have it maintained for this and that, and different mm -hmm. things. All, all vehicles, so the street rods, you know, your trucks, motorcycles, exotics, anything, pretty much anything on wheels. So we uh, put that group together, and it, I mean, it's exploded. We're, we're now like over 8,500 members wow. in, this, in this one group. Nice. But it wasn't long after I created that, uh, that group, um, me and Jason White, uh, I joined a local Corvette club. And I went to a few of their meetings, and, of course, I was a little vocal at some of them, and for too long, they're sitting there just like, I think you need to be our activities director. <laughs> not knowing what I needed to do as activities director, but I'm like, sure, why not? So I did that and uh, started creating events for the uh, the Corvette Club. Then one day, I get a call from a, a gentleman by the name of Steve Pond, who's out of Houston with the uh, a local Corvette club there in, in Houston. And he calls me up, said, Hey, I would like to get our Corvette clubs together for, you know, maybe a, a little dinner party that nice. changed everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I got, um, my, my friend and, and fellow car club member, Elaine Prout helped mm -hmm. me, uh, organize the very first Corvette invasion. And basically all that was was just two Corvette clubs getting together for dinner. And, uh, that turned into about 300 Corvettes. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that was back in 2013. We uh, we were at a nice little place. Uh, well, I shouldn't say little. It's not little at all, but it's a, a place that overlooks Lake Travis here in Austin area, um, the Oasis Restaurant. And um, like I said, they had all these amazing Corvettes out there, and we did that 2013, 2014, 2015. It just, we had no more room. I mean, it was just all <laughs> these Corvettes were coming in. I got a call from the Circuit of the Americas, which is the only F1 track in the country, and they, they had just not long ago had opened up their, their track, and they had reached out to us and said, why don't you come out and let your Corvettes come out and do a little parade lap. Nice. Wow. Well, people, of course, jumped on that. <laughs> Absolutely. The, uh, yeah, that, yeah that, that was a lot of fun. So uh, the following year in 2015, um, my good friend Glenn Judice, he helped me get a lot of things, you know, moving to the next level. And with Lane's help, we moved it out to the Circuit of Americas. We moved a big car show out there. We had parade laps. And I started getting phone calls and emails from really people from all over the world. Uh, at that point, we had people coming in from, I think in 2015, we had uh, 18 or 19 states represented at the car show in two countries. So they had people from Mexico and Canada even. That's crazy. So they were just coming in from all over. That's awesome. Um, and it became the largest Corvette car show in the state of Texas now. So everything's bigger in Texas, year, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. So last year, uh, the city of Bastrop, they, they, they gave me a call. And they said, you know, we would love to be your host city. We would love for you to bring these Corvettes to our, our community and then have a car show here. So we did that, and we invaded the whole city of Bastrop and had everywhere you looked at, every red light, every <laughs> convenience store, you name it. There was Corvettes all over the place. It, wow. It was pretty cool. Um, and we had a big car show there at the uh, convention center. You know, it's in July. It's hot. People say, why do you do it in July? <laughs> you know, the track is not an easy venue to just rent anyway. You, you, you're you're kind of on a waiting list if you can even, you know, get the track. And July is the time that it's available, but we, uh, we've been, you know, continuing with that time of year and, um, but having the convention center at, and Bastrop is great because our vendors are inside nice yeah. air conditioned, very, you know, comfortable environment. So people can come out and enjoy the vendors and talk with the car people and things. We still have our car show outside. Yes, it's still hot, but there's <laughs> plenty of places for people to go and escape that heat. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we did that last year and, and just a huge success. We still have our, uh, experience at the track. In fact, we get a police escort from the convention center out to the circuit of the Americas, which is about 20, 22 miles. Yeah. And if you can just, if you can just kind of vision looking in your rear view mirror and see nothing <laughs> but Corvettes for miles. Wow. Sounds wonderful. By the police, that's, you know, pretty cool. That's awesome. So we go out to the track, we do parade laps, and we do it for two straight hours. So if you have a, you know, you got a Corvette, you're literally just going around, well, I say round and round. <laughs> They've got like 20 turns out there, so you're not just going in circles. Right. But still, they uh, uh, got an excellent facility, fun track. And uh, so, yeah, we go out there for a couple hours and let people get their, uh, you know, taste of that. So they enjoy it. Yeah. That's amazing. So 
I'm a big Chevy guy. Uh, Camaro is my Chevy of choice, but obviously I love the Corvette. There's tons of history with the Corvette. And your story, just how you went from being an owner to just these crazy events where it, it truly is an invasion of Corvettes on Bastrop, Texas. And uh, sure. it's just proof positive of the love Americans have uh, for America's sports car and the continued passion behind it. Uh, it's truly amazing to hear that. And I could only imagine the sight of seeing nothing but Corvettes as far as the eye can see. It's incredible. It's a pretty amazing. And I'm, I'm really hoping that somebody from Chevrolet hears this because I'd like love for them to start sending me some checks. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I know... I know some people that literally they will go out. They have they have gone out and bought a Corvette just for this event. Wow! Well, if, I, if I can they, convince they, the wife, uh. <laughs> they, they they see this happening. They see this happening, and they're like, I, "I'm just I got to do that. I, I've got to be a part of that." It's awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people it, it's almost a disease. I mean, you you, you like you got it, and <laughs> yeah. you know, there's no cure. You, you just got to you know. So but, tell. Um, Tell us a little bit about your personal Corvette. So my personal Corvette, uh, let me, I'll go back to <laughs> when I bought my first Corvette, it was a 2002. It was Electron Blue. Uh, if you can see the photo above yep. me, that's actually my car out there on the track. Awesome. So um, 2002 yeah. Electron Blue, I uh, had that for about eight years. And then I was asked by the National Corvette Museum to be their caravan captain for Central Texas. And that's, they do this big event every five years where they have all these Corvettes uh, basically go back home, as you call it, because it's right. all the, the Corvettes are manufactured there in Bowling Green. Right. And um, so I got the honor to, to be a part of this. And one of the things my wife asked me is like, you're going to take that old thing to... <laughs> Bowling Green, you're going to drive it that far? I'll go, well, what do you suggest I do? So I think you need something a little newer than that. I'm like, okay. You know, Let's go. convince you me. Want... <laughs> don't, don't, don't twist my arm here. So I went out and I bought a, a 2016 Z51 3LT package. Nice. It's a Laguna Blue. Nice. And uh, my wife refers to that as stickers. And because uh, I've got my decals on it, I've got the official pace car i've got my uh, dates for corvette invasion on there and i've got a couple of my sponsors authentic details they sponsor my uh uh my car they've got the their new ppf so the paint protection film right yeah all over my car and then my new sponsor hd motorsports which is going to be handling most of my uh you know future mods and and old changes and all that good stuff um i've got their logo on my car so yeah, I got to give those guys a good shout out. Yep. And so that's uh, the Corvette that's on your Facebook page, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I'm I'm curious how the the C8 has rippled through uh, this group. How how much how much trouble is GM in with the Corvette car enthusiasts um, by by making it a mid-engine rig? I, I can tell you, uh, I've got a lot of friends now that, that own them. And okay. I, I, every time I see them at a car meet or a parade or whatever the case may be, I check up on them. I say, hey, wh what do you think? What do you think? 
how's it coming along? Any regrets? No regrets. Everybody's real, right. you know, real happy with it. I know a lot of folks that that are car enthusiasts, but have never been a Corvette enthusiast. Okay. And after the mid engine has came out, I think I'm going to get me one. I've, <laughs> I've got to get me one. Cool. So, um, you know, even even now I have to go out and when I'm looking around and I see one, I, I look. I have to look, you know, at it twice because is that a Ferrari? Is that a, <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's the new Corvette. Yeah. So uh, I had a good chance. I had a uh, opportunity to drive one a couple weeks ago. My friend Rick Nelson had just got him a, a brand new C8 and uh, threw me the keys and said, "Here, go take it for a spin." He wasn't with me in the car. I was just, <laughs> okay, don't put my arm in. Yeah. But no, I, I took it out for a little joyride. I was driving like the old man, you right. know. I, I was being nice and easy with it, but not my car. It, it was, <laughs> yeah. But it was it was such an awesome experience. I mean, I, you know, I uh, what I'm going to do now, I think, is I'm going to have to sign up to be the uh, uh, caravan captain in 2024. So my wife was like, "Are you going to take that old <laughs> car to Bowling Green again?" And yeah, no so kidding. I, I can get. They don't even look like that anymore. The engine's in the back. What, what are you doing? Maybe, maybe I should just start planning these really long trips like every year, you know? Yeah. Honey, do I have to drop this so far? It's cold. It's yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So I have so, lamented many times. So one of the minor, minor side effects uh, of the whole uh, COVID situation is the cancellation of events and car shows that I would have seen my first C8 Corvette at. And there are some here in Tyler. I'm part of some uh, spotting groups in the East Texas area. And I know for a fact, some have been spotted around here, but I have yet to actually lay my eyes on one in person. And I've got friends that aren't even interested sending me pictures. What is this? Or uh, drooling over it themselves. And I'm like, I just want to see one. I'll make so, you jealous, Corey. I uh, saw a white one on South Broadway last I, week. Did you stalk it? I would have stalked no, it. No, I didn't stalk it, no. <laughs> I would have shifted down and chased him down Broadway. But, yeah. Uh, well, you guys just need to come to Austin, come to one of my events, and I, I can assure you, you'll, you will see plenty of them and uh, can, can maybe even arrange for you to, to sit behind the wheel and – Maybe even go on a on a little test drive yourself. Where do we sign up? <laughs> <laughs> You're twisting my arm That's again. Right. That's I, right. I don't, I don't know what to yeah. do here. <laughs> uh, yes, we we will definitely have to keep in touch on that one. Absolutely. That, uh, that is an opportunity I I would not pass up. Uh, I know we'll be in Austin uh, this October, but that's not exactly okay. around the time of uh, Corvette invasion. But uh, we'll keep in touch. Uh, yeah. Now. You're coming in October, but if you come again in November, there, there's there's a good event coming up in November. November's a great time in Central Texas. Oh, yeah? I mean. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's cooler than July, too. Absolutely. Much cooler. Uh, I, I have uh, recently partnered up with SVRA, which is Sports Car Vintage Racing Association. Okay. And they host a big uh, race weekend every every year out at the circuit of Americas and have all these old vintage cars go out there and race. It's really cool. That's a really exciting, you know, yeah. really yeah. cool sight to see, but they have a, a big car show and, and things. And then this year they asked me, uh, how would you feel about having your own Corvette corral? 
And so since your Corvette invasion got canceled this year, so jumped on that. Yeah. yeah. And so now we've got, I think we've got more Corvettes already registered for that corral than they did for their car show last year. <laughs> um, we still got, you know, a few months to go. So we're hoping to have three to 500 Corvettes out there and we're going to have our own little parking area. We're going to have our own car show. And then we're going to do parade laps out there for a couple hours too. So that's awesome. And that's going to be the first weekend in November, I believe, uh, November 6th. Wow. Awesome. That's my anniversary weekend. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah. You'll be in Broken Bow or somewhere uh, else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's awesome. Uh, just the things that happen when you have the ingredients of an American icon and just the passion of the owner group uh, behind it. It's, definitely. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I definitely want to take you up on, on an offer to witness it for myself. What's it like putting an event like that together? I mean, because like we're we've been working on uh, on a, a car show that we're trying to do here in in East Texas. Car show unlike any other, Matt. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> and unlikely heroes where where we uh, shameless plug right here. <laughs> right. Um, just you know the daily driver cars, the 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 cars that wouldn't normally make it into a car show. They're, sure. They're not the supercars or the fancy cars or the classic cars. They're the ones held together with duct tape and yeah. bubble gum and zip but, ties. So so tell us a little bit about what it takes to put together an event where you've got three to five hundred cars that are going to be a part of something like that. Sure. Well, the main thing is getting a good venue. You know, you've got to find a good venue that can hold a big crowd of cars. Uh, and, uh, you know, as you probably know, a car show parking is different than just going to the grocery store and parking. Right. You know, they're not going to all park single file and, you know, just a few inches apart. They're going to, they want, they want their space. They want to be able to open their doors and, and have, have that right. space and uh, things like that. So you need a good venue that uh, that can hold that kind of car uh, or that, you know, that many cars. Uh, it's good to have a good uh, MC, you know, guys like yourself that are good with uh, talking to the people and getting them, getting them excited and making those announcements and things like that. Um, you want to go out and you want to get your sponsors and, you know, get your t-shirts made up and get your banners and, all that going out, uh, vendors, you know, it's important to have Absolutely. vendors out there so that they can showcase their goods and services, uh, because they will also, uh, promote your event as right. well too. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I've always created all my events on, on Facebook and, uh, with my group, Sweet Rods of Central Texas with 8,500 members. When I throw out an event out there, you know, I've got that captured audience. So that's always good. Oh yeah. Um, Put it out there on social media, as many platforms as you can, not just Facebook, but, you know, Instagram, Twitter, yep. TikTok, any of them. Awesome. Um, Are you on the and, TikToks? You know, do it. Are you on the TikToks? I am not. No. And, and if I was, you, pr you probably wouldn't want to see me dancing on it anyway. So. Uh, but I, I, do I have an account? Yes. Do I use it? No. Right. So, um, but... You know, I think, yeah, just those social media platforms, getting it out there um, and and going to a lot of the car meets around, you know, around your area. Go out there and network with people because that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, I, I've met people from, 
again, all over the world, uh, doing these kind of events and, and car meets and, and things, and you'd be surprised the people you run into. That's awesome. So perfect segue for us to allow you to name drop a little bit, if you feel comfortable. Uh, so oh, yeah. <laughs> give us some examples uh, of some people that you've bumped into or uh, come across in in your history of uh, promotions and uh, car shows. Sure. Well, one of one of one gentleman that I have had um, the opportunity to meet is uh, a gentleman by the name of David Valdez. He he's a Corvette guy, of course. You know, those are the people I stalk. And uh, <laughs> naturally, come to find out, he was uh, a presidential photographer for George H. Bush. Oh wow! So. You know, you, you meet those kind of people, and you're like, wow. Yeah. And he, I've been so blessed. He, he's, he comes out, he photographs uh, a lot of my events and helps me share them on social media. Uh, he manages my Instagram account awesome. uh, for the Corvette Invasion. So if you go on our, our Facebook or Instagram or any of that, you will see a lot of his work. Um, uh, I've met Harrison Funk. Harrison Funk is uh, was Michael Jackson's personal photographer. Wow! Uh, I met him at a car meet and ended up come to find out he had actually interviewed me a few years back when while he was working at a, a local newspaper here and they were doing a story on me about one of my other car shows and I didn't realize when he was interviewing me who he was and yeah. then a few years later we we met through a mutual friend at a car meet and. Uh, he, he told me a story, and I'm I'm just fascinated by that. You know, uh, I mean, um, Satori Pond, uh, another car enthusiast. Uh, she has, was mentioned as Forbes Magazine California Car Queen, and she's had a huge uh, car collection, and she's done some um, modeling and fashion designer and things like that. So. Awesome. You can uh, Google Satori Pond. I'm sure you'll see lots of good stuff about, about her. And then uh, another uh, gentleman that's become a good close friend of mine, Corey Morrow, singer-songwriter. Okay. He's, a, he's also a car enthusiast. And he spells he his name right, big... too. That, that, <laughs> yeah. That's something I really appreciate about him. <laughs> he, uh, he runs a big car show in San Marcos, Texas, called Go Wheels Up. Yep. It's a car show, music festival, and... and uh, Air show. Wow. So a few awesome. years back, I met him through a mutual friend, and uh, he was calling me asking me for some help on, on his car show. So I'm going to be helping him. We we were going to do that this year. I unfortunately got canceled. and uh, But hopefully 2021 is going to be a better year for all of us, and I'll be a, I'll be a part of that event as well. Very that's, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a feeling that um, all large gathering events – next year will be especially huge <laughs> just because everybody's been cooped up in their houses for the past six months. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. do things again. Yeah. <laughs> I can go places again. Yes. Uh, just the uh, rubber band effect, I guess. Yeah, of, definitely. Uh, snap back completely the opposite direction. Definitely. There's a lot of different events. I mean, we focused on the Corvette invasion because that is obviously uh, my passion. That's the one I'm, I'm most passionate about. And I uh, is my largest event, but I do have some other events that I would like to to mention as well. Yeah, go for it. Um, I run a, a well, try to do it quarterly, but a Corvette's on the Square 
So we go to um, different town squares here in Texas and kind of invade their town square with, with a bunch of Corvettes, and we call it Corvettes on the Square. Um, and we'll do, like, like I said, about once a quarter, we'll do that. Uh, I run a monthly Pistons at the Park, which is here in Austin. Uh, actually in Pflugerville, which is a suburb of Austin, but I love Pflugerville. Uh, <laughs> Every time I we, pass by uh, a sign, Pflugerville. Pflugerville. <laughs> we uh, we do a, a monthly event there called Pistons at the Park, and uh, unfortunately, I've had to cancel that the last yeah. couple months. But we're hopefully going to be bringing that back fairly soon. Uh, my annual rock and rides, I do that every March. I've partnered up with the a local high school here in town okay. and we call it the Rouse Rock and Rides. So we'll have, you know, probably two or 300 cars that come out for that. Wow. All makes and models. And it's, uh, last year we even had the Wienermobile out there. So nice. it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had the Wienermobile actually at my Corvette invasion too. We made it a pace car and, you know, it looked pretty cool having the, the Wienermobile on the track and then all these Corvettes behind it. All stacked in uh, there. They, now, they thought it was pretty funny the first lap, and then at the second lap, they're like, okay, move Get out, out of way. my way. I want to drive, drive a little faster here. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, I, I did, uh, last year, I did the Corvette Corral for the Le Mans race. I, I say last year, actually earlier this year before everything started shutting down. Feel, uh, it feels like a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, and, and right now we're we're because of the COVID, we're doing a lot of these parades around town. You know, uh, from birthdays to people that might be you know uh, ill or or a, a veteran that we want to you know celebrate things like that. So we'll get a bunch of our car people out there and. We'll drive around and honk and make noise and wave and yeah. you awesome. know do that for the community because uh, you know that that's what we do. We yeah. we, tr we try to make a positive difference to the that's, to the community. That's awesome. Well, allow me to be uh, the first to officially invite you to Tyler, Texas. So we do an event uh, on the square every second Saturday. Uh, my wife is highly involved in that. She's in uh, the tourism industry, and. Uh, Maybe when we log off the uh, for the podcast, uh, we can make sure you've got all the details for it in the future. But it would be awesome to have a uh, Corvettes on the Square in Tyler, Texas. Absolutely, yeah. Sure. Uh, hey, I would be up for that. No, it, no doubt. Yeah, it'd be great to have you on our home turf since you've already invited us to yours. Definitely. So, uh, sure. And there are a lot of passionate Corvette fans here in the East Texas area. So, I. Mm. Uh, I'm sure you've come in contact with plenty of them because, um, like you said, you've got the largest Corvette uh, gathering in the state. So yeah, a lot of help with that too. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great volunteers, great team. Very cool. All right, Sean. Well, before we dive into the very end of our show, uh, Matt has a segment that this is his brainchild. I love it, uh, but I allow him to introduce it each week, and it is called Rapid. Rap I messed it up. Random misfire. It's rapid fire questions, but it's random misfire is the name of the segment. And okay. So there's eight questions because all engines should be powered by eight cylinders, right? 
Now, so I'm surprised he says that. I, well, he he does know. say that to the Corvette guy, but he got in trouble for saying <laughs> that last week. I got scolded pretty good last week over that one, uh, and, and called out on my on my air cooled Volkswagen Heritage too. So, uh, but I I will I will reiterate. <laughs> We're sorry, Bogey. <laughs> Uh, no, so it'll be it'll be eight questions. Corey and I will ask him, uh, kind of going back and forth as we work down the list. And some of them are yes/no questions. Some of them are either/or questions. Some of them are just your preferred. Uh, but it's just a fun little something that we like to end the interviews with. Uh, uh, just a few random misfire questions. Yes. So sure. Kick us off, Matt. All right. This, this is your your deal. So. First one on the list, and I realize you're a Corvette guy, so uh, Fiat Chrysler Group and Ford Motor Company are probably not on the radar much, but if you had the choice, would it be a Wrangler or a Bronco? Probably Bronco. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, to go with the blue oval. <laughs> oh. I've been seeing that, that new, new Bronco that's coming out, man. i got to say that's so that, that's one sexy truck. Yes, they, it is. They do look pretty that's sweet. Nice. And since they have gone public, the sightings of them have oh, it's increased all, it's, exponentially. It's all over the place. Uh, granted, we do follow like uh, Bronco 6G forums and all the different forums that are frequently pumping out pictures. Right. Uh, but they've already been to Moab. They've had to pull a Jeep out. Mm-hmm. But I credit mm-hmm. that to possibly the driver. <laughs> and not, and you not can blame it on what you want to. <laughs> uh, I'm Team Jeep in this situation, if you haven't figured it out. But the Bronco, I'm not going to lie, it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, it and, does. And uh, I like some of the features they've brought to the table. You can so. say it, Corey. You like the Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Manual versus automatic. Manual. Probably manual. Yeah. You know, I, here's the thing. I'm, uh, as I'm getting my old age, I'm lazy and, uh, I like the automatics. I, I, we do, as I mentioned, we do a lot of parades and if you're doing a, a car parade and you're using a manual, it can be rough. Yes. And especially if you're driving a lot of here in Austin, we have a, you know, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but we have quite a bit of traffic. Yes. So, that darn if thing called uh, I-35? <laughs> yeah. Mopac, I-35, you name yeah. it. But, no, if you're, you know, in that heavy congested traffic, uh, obviously automatic's the way to go, too. But, you know, you got to love a manual. Yeah. I mean, just the feel of it and being able to, yeah. So two so. things on this question. One, uh, totally feel you on that because when I had my Camaro SS, uh, I took it to a NASCAR race, and it was a Sunday race, so everybody was leaving immediately after. It took two hours to get out of the immediate vicinity of uh, the actual Texas Motor Speedway uh, parking complex and everything that surrounds it. And it was at that moment, and I've shared with our podcast (laughs) listeners before, it was at that moment I said, never again. If I ever go to a race, someone else is driving. And that is the only way. And yep. sure enough, that did come true. But given everything you just said, manual versus automatic, brief, uh, what are your feelings on the fact that the C8 will only ever be a dual-clutch automatic? I don't know. Uh, I haven't driven the C8 enough. Mm. So, I don't know. 
See, I told you I'd probably flunk one of these. <laughs> you said they were going to be easy. I, that that was a bonus question. We can totally yeah. cut that one. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look. You, you can walk that one off. Let's, let's right. delete that one. I don't know. Okay. All right. So more tech or less tech? More tech or less tech? I, I like I like tech. I, I love yes. the – okay, I can't believe I'm saying this publicly. <laughs> I I love the Teslas. Okay. I I love the technology of the Teslas. Now, would I trade my Corvette in for a Tesla? Oh no. <laughs> but for for the daily yeah. grocery getter and things like that, yeah, I would I would love to have a, a Tesla because I love the technology. Uh, you know, even the C eight. Gosh, the technology that's in that C eight is, is is phenomenal. Um, I went from a C5 into a C7, and so the technology there was just huge. So, yeah. uh, and I, I made that jump because of the technology. I could have gone into a C6, but eh, I decided to go go with the C7 mainly because of the technology. So, yeah, definitely technology. All okay. right, all right. So it's my turn. All right, let's see. What do we want? What do we want? Favorite car movie favorite car movie making you have to think a little like, on this one. you know uh there's one that uh i saw last year that i really enjoyed the the uh art of racing in the rain have y'all seen that have not. we'll add about it to our list the yeah. f1 driver about the f1 driver and his dog and you know i don't want to say too much about the the movie because i really think you need to watch it okay right. um but that, i would i would say that's a probably one of my favorite i like ford versus ferrari that's yes. another good movie um but the art of racing in the rain i think would would probably be on my uh, top list right now awesome i have added it to my yeah. watch list yeah definitely <laughs> definitely uh favorite road trip snack so the one thing that anytime you go anywhere you more than an hour Bucky's. away <laughs> pulling into bucky's oh, yeah yeah the favorite okay. favorite something that you always go to every time you're going on a long trip in the vet I would say, well, I don't eat in the Corvette. Oh. <laughs> I would I actually I I did last year when I did the uh when I did the caravan to Bowling Green. Okay. Uh, I did take some snacks because it was it was going to be a long drive. I took some M&Ms. I poured them in a little cup. There you go. And and took them down like that. Um I had a bad bad uh experience with some candy in my car one time uh-oh i was uh this was a few years back it was during homecoming and i had the uh one of the homecoming king nominees riding with me in, in the corvette and we had candy and we were throwing it out and this and that and uh poor kid just could not seem to get it out of the car i don't know <laughs> it was falling in the seat and the floorboard and things and it was a uh, fairly warm day here in Texas, mm -hmm. and he had some chocolate candy that he had thrown out. Uh-oh. And it fell in the seat, and he had some nice khaki pants on, nice shirt, things, getting ready to uh, drop him off to go out on the on the football field and do his thing. And when I looked back, he was getting out of the car, and that chocolate <laughs> had melted and got all over his khaki pants. And oh, man. Poor kid looked like he just messed himself. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, 
I, I looked at the at my uh, seat of my car and I said, yeah, yeah, I, I can't do that again. I, I don't think I'll be throwing out any more candy. I don't blame you. My um, goodness. Yeah, you you always take a risk uh, transporting chocolate in a vehicle in Texas. Yeah. Any time of year, but uh, much less in the summer. So, yes. All right. Here's a good one. This one, very personal, near and dear to me. Do you name your cars? You know, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I never I don't hold really. it against you. <laughs> I mean, my, my, wife, my wife named my car that I have now stickers, right. uh, if that means anything. But, no, I, I have really never, never named my cars. I, I know a lot of people that do. Uh, but I, it's not anything I've ever done. Okay. All right. Uh, do you prefer on-road driving or off-road driving? On-road. On-road? Yeah, because, well, I've never owned a Jeep, not yet. Someday, or a Bronco. There you uh, go. Yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> when, I, when I, I do that, I'm sure I'll be doing some off-road driving. But, awesome. uh, no, you know, for me, what really makes the day is when you've got a, a bunch of awesome cars on the highway and you're cruising to, you know, location or something. And you look back in your rear view mirror, you look in front of you and you just see all these amazing cars and ain't nothing better than that. That's cool. So perfect segue into our last question of random misfire favorite driving song. So in that scenario, driving down the highway, you see all those Corvettes, what's playing on the radio? Oh gosh. <laughs> I have so many. I, I, I'll crank it up just just about anything, but I can't drive 55. <laughs> Sammy Hagar, I mean, you, you got to crank it up on that one. A uh, little red Corvette. And there, well, and the list goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. Sean, we truly appreciate you coming on, shooting the breeze with us, talking about an American icon and your experiences along the way. Uh, we, we can't thank you enough. Yeah. Uh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Where should people find you uh on the on the interwebs if they're looking for a chance to be be in or witness uh the corvette invasion or any of the other events and things that you promote and do well i have i have several websites but one of the main websites i have is sweetridesoftexas.com so if they're not a corvette enthusiast or they just love cars they can go on that website uh, there's a little box down at the bottom that they can click on and um, send me an email. And uh, if they are a Corvette enthusiast and they want to know more about Corvette events or Corvette Invasion, they can go on to CorvetteInvasion.com and, and check me out there. So cool. usually all my car shows, whether it's Pistons at the Park, it's Rockin' Rides, all those different events, I do create a, a separate website for each one. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I would say SweetRidesOfTexas.com would really be the best one. And we'll put those links in the show notes for anyone listening uh, that uh, just doesn't want to go through the effort of typing all that in. We'll, we'll put the link in the show notes for uh, making that easy. But, Sean, uh, I cannot say it enough. We, we've had a great time talking to you. Uh, it has been incredible having you on with us, and uh, we look forward to keeping in touch with you and uh, building a relationship moving forward uh, as we both venture into this uh, world of all things automotive. That's it. So, thank you. Been my, been my pleasure, and I hope you guys have a, a great short car show yourselves. That, that's coming up when? That's October 24th. All right. So. Sounds good.
We cannot thank Sean enough for taking time to chat with us about Corvettes, car shows, and his experience since buying his first Corvette. You can find out more about Sean and what he's doing by heading over to SweetRiseOfTexas.com and CorvetteInvasion.com. You can find out more about Garage Talk, including our first car show. Our first yes, car show. Yes, ours. We are putting together a car show this October for the vehicles that wouldn't normally make it into a car show. Yeah. The, the ones that have seen a mile or two or 200,000. Thereabouts. Yeah. You know. Uh, maybe maybe held together by duct tape, zip ties, something Bailing like that. Wire. You know, all the goodies. Chewing gum, I don't know. Uh, but we truly are excited about our car show coming up this October. You can find out more about that on our website, gtgaragetalk.com. It is the Unlikely Heroes Car Show, October twenty fourth, twenty twenty. You can also find out more about us, what we're into, by hitting us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at GT Garage Talk. Or, like I said, finding our website and uh, getting all the latest car news and information from us. But until next time, bye. Hey, gearheads. Corey here. And if you liked that interview and would like to hear more, even a blooper or two from our recording, head over to patreon.com slash talk. Sign up for our 1LT Camaro tier, and you will be granted early access to unedited episodes. You will get to hear everything that goes into Matt and I making a recording of Garage Talk, as well as some bonus content from our guest. If that's not enough, browse through our many other tiers and see what perks come with each level. We appreciate all of you, and we thank you for listening.